Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome back to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm going great, Connor. Still riding the high of... Batman being an emo these days. Uh, frankly, I feel validated as a person. <laughs> it's all of my teenage years onto the screen. <laughs> You'll never be cool, said all of my bullies. Well, look at me now. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. My parent. I'm an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at me now. I'm an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is just looking at you. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Sean, why are you recording this in the family living room, first of all? (laughs) So, yeah, look, this is Movie Mondays. As I said, we go over all the week's movie news. It's been a while because two weeks ago, um, I came down with COVID, so we were unable to record. Yes. Last week, we had a little movie known as The Batman that came out. So we did a two-hour spoiler-filled review of the movie. Um, Sean said he hated it, and I said I was indifferent. I know. I thought, no, where's the guns, first of all? Second of all, where's Jared Leto? These are my two issues with the Matt Reeves as the Batman. You sent the letter to Matt Reeves himself yeah. and said, Matt, where is Leto? And he, and he replied saying, what? And so I've sent him another letter. I'm waiting on that to arrive. Do you know what? He's actually a lovely man. He probably would respond. Seems nice. Seems like um, a nice man. So coming out of that, um, I will admit the first little section of this show I have dedicated to the Batman because... Oh, you DC fanboys. Oh my God. <laughs> well, Give Marvel the- a chance. I'll be... <laughs> I'll be honest, there's just a bit of fallout in, oh. when the movie comes out. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stories coming out of it. Um, what I will say straight away is, if you like what you hear, you, if you've listened to any other episodes, um, we'd really appreciate, re- really appreciate it if you gave us a like or a view on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Just really help us out. 
Um, really it's just a small thing you can do. Yeah. But, Sean, we're going to have to get straight into it. Because okay. the Batman director, Matt Reeves, came out. And this is our first piece of the Batman news. Um, and that is that the new deleted scene with the surprise character, we have some more details, Sean, of what oh, it would have been. Oh. Okay, so no spoil. Are we doing spoilers in this? Do we have to do spoilers in this? Um, I think we have to do spoilers. Okay, so, so unfortunately, this story, <laughs> yeah, this story is going to spoil the Batman. So do with that what you will. Um, but you probably already know at this point anyway. The internet is not good at keeping secrets. There was one headline I read that was like non-spoilery, but it was like Matt Reeves talks about that villain I hate coming that. up in the sequel. I, I hate it so much. <laughs> and, okay, spoil- oh no, Condiment King. <laughs> Spoilers from now on. Uh, but RTE, the the big Irish news broadcaster, like the main one in Ireland, had <laughs> they had like. Uh, a thing of like Barry Keoghan talks about his massive role in the Batman. It's like, so, well, look, if anyone, as we said, I'm not going to say if anyone hasn't seen the Batman, we have done a spoiler warning. So, in the Batman, there is a small little scene that I and I think Sean, you said you absolutely loved it. It was the art of cinema. I said yeah. it was. Once again, indifferent. Didn't have any toss about it. No, you flat out said you think it's the worst thing ever put to film. (laughs) I think that might have been a bit of hyperbole, but I stand by it. (laughs) And I thought it was neat. (laughs) No, I think it's absolutely atrocious. They threw in a little scene that the movie did not need. um, After all that goodness, which included Barry Keown, resident hero of the pod so it's not about Barry I don't have a vendetta for Barry Um, it's not his fault that he is doing the voice of unnamed Arkham prisoner um, otherwise known as the Joker a big laughy boy with green hair and weird face yeah and originally we heard that the Joker was going to be in a full scene in the movie um, and there was a deleted scene that they they showed the movie with that scene and then they showed the movie without that scene Um, right I remember the story yeah and then they originally, and then finally they went without it. But in the movie, the Riddler is leaving all these messages, obviously, for Batman, and it's very unnerving. And the the rumors, well, not the rumors, the details coming out about the deleted scene is that we would have seen Barry Keoghan in Arkham Asylum as the Joker, as the Batman decides that he needs to almost like you know some serial killer movies, he goes to profile the killer. So he goes to Arkham and meets up with another killer who he's obviously had some experience with within oh. the first year. Um, and he goes, you know, to check him out. And it, within the deleted scene, it's also mentioned that Barry says the line, it's almost our anniversary, isn't it? Interesting. I don't know that I like that more. <laughs> it, gi- it gives, a di- it's a different relationship. It's, it's, oh, this is weird. So that's more like a lot of the Joker and the Batman. It's a lot of their interactions in the comics is the fact that they have a very long history together. Yeah. But that's weird, I think, to do for this Batman at this point, that he's only in it two years and he already has this, like, odd relationship with the Joker. I mean, you could also look at it as this Riddler has come out. He's this so he's something the Batman has never seen, and this version of the Batman is like, well, who's the craziest fucker I've met in the past two years? 
Um, okay, me. and then they, they, me, me, Alfred. No, but, and then he's like, I got to go to Arkham maybe to ask him his opinion. Um, yeah. Now, I could also see that as like a young Batman move. That you're like, obviously, older Batman wouldn't really give a shit. He's just like, what do you know? Rather than, what do you think he's up to? Well, what, do you think what, it's bad? Do you think he likes me? Uh, <laughs> do you think he's being nice on YouTube about me? Is he? Is he... But, the thing is, is that does that not undercut the seriousness of the Joker if Batman feels outmatched by the Riddler, but he's already defeated the Joker? Um, I mean, to me, it, I, I see it as just it's it's interesting to know that that scene exists. We'll probably get it in the deleted scenes for mm. the release. Um what I think I'm still on the front of I don't want Barry in the movie at all. Um, and once again, nothing about Barry, patron say to the pod. I'm just saying, movie would be much better just let Riddler do his thing. There's many comics where Riddler's a, like, a very cool villain, and they don't need to constantly cut back to a different villain in the comic book to be like, he's also here, guys, just to let you know. That is true. That is true. And I, I know, and I definitely get where you're coming from with that, and I do agree in a very large sense. But I feel you had to put... The, the studio wanted the Joker in. And if that's the, like... Yeah. compromise that had to be reached I think the way they put him in is fine without uh, showing him is probably without, the best we could have gotten yeah yeah exactly like it uh, well the best we could have gotten would be that uh, Jim Gordon holds up a Joker playing card <laughs> and saying we got a new guy on the scene mm. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> that's actually not that bad <laughs> to be it's pretty good it's, it's actually that's a solid way of doing it uh, but I think like Joker hype is down now from what it was when Batman Begins came out. People are jaded by the Joker. Yeah. Um, I Look, I think the, it's a scene that we'll probably see moving on, but it's just nice that it's there. I kind of like the idea of Batman and Joker having a relationship and him going to check, it, like, to check in on him. Um, I think I might have agreed with you, though, that year one, year two might be a bit early. I, I, I think I more so view that as, like, a year ten Batman. And he's going yeah. to Arkham and he's like, I'm going to just ask this fucking idiot, this psychopath, what he thinks. But he's, yeah. like, just rolling his eyes constantly. It's, it's, it's more that Bruce is just, like, he's going to talk out loud and see what this new element that he drops into it see what comes out of that because it's yeah. all out of other ideas <laughs> um, okay so moving on to our next bit of Warner Bros we've got the four four pieces of Warner Bros blues this week Sean my um, god that the I want quad to touch brothers on. This, this one is just a little one and it might be my favourite headline of the year um, oh, I think it's, in March okay <laughs> in March I'm going hard right this might be my this is the one that made me laugh out loud the most because okay. I had Warner Brothers head shares DCEU vision says future movies will prioritise quality <laughs> <laughs> lads they should anyway you're 10 movies in <laughs> and now you're talking what if we make these good Oh. <laughs> Somebody's sitting around the boardroom, lads. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Fuck. What do they mean by that? Though? Like quality in storytelling, quality in like production values. Like that's such a broad <laughs> non-statement. Now, Warner Brothers Pictures chairman has a very interesting second name that really makes me suspicious because his name is Toby Emmerich, Sean. Oh now, no. I don't have it 
odd word that he is related to Moonfall director, one of the world's biggest hacks, Roland <laughs> Emmerich. I mean, it <laughs> would explain an awful lot, wouldn't it? It's a very unique second name, so I'm interested to know if they're related. I Maybe they're not, and it's just funny. Um, Apparently not. Apparently, Apparently not. not. Okay, so Toby Emmerich, um, he is the pic- Warner Bros. Pictures chairman, and he's come out and he's going to give us our thoughts on. So you know the way, like, they did Batman vs. Superman, they did Justice League, or Justice League, if you want to call it that version, then they did Justice League, they did Aquaman, Wonder Woman 2, you know, all those movies. Well, mm-hmm. now, fuck them. Forget all about them. Because now he says the secret of the movie business is quality. It's the best business strategy. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know what. I, how? But how? Mm, how do you justify everything that's come before? Then, if only now quality is at the forefront. <laughs> I think you're literally like just said all that. Remember all those other movies? You're like they're fucking shit. They're shit. Now Even we're trying. Wonder Woman one, like <laughs> which is objectively kind of good. It's shit now, right? Because we've got quality coming your way, kids. Does that mean they're... But is this off the back of the Batman coming out and everyone yes. praising it for being such a well-produced and directed and written story? You know the answer is yes. <laughs> so so what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, Connor, is that a film studio yeah. is reacting to success by saying, yes, we'll do more of that. Now, I'm not just saying a film studio. I'm saying Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, of course. <laughs> Who, notoriously, if however long we've done this show, for maybe the last decade of all of our lives, um, have brought out a movie. And the movie gets criticised for certain things and liked for certain things. And then they say, well, we'll take the things people like and move them, dial it up to 11. Yeah, as they occasionally, say. occasionally, other movies will come out from other studios and they'll re-edit Justice League to be more quippy and they'll re-edit Suicide Squad to be fun. But Deadpool made money, Sean. So, I mean, we got to re-edit the movie, the whole movie. We're not going to yeah. fill up new scenes. We're just going to re-edit it. Just cut it together different, guys. That's all it takes. <laughs> Look at Ryan Reynolds. He's making millions over there. What I are we doing? We got Will Smith. We got everyone's favourite Will Smith. We got Smith. Big Willie. We can't fail. We got, okay, we got James Gunn. We did a good one. Okay, okay, okay. We got that. We got that. Yeah. Uh, and now let's make, I don't know, The Flash? Yeah, people want The Flash. <laughs> so, Warner Bros., I mean, this, that headline just made me laugh that they're a decade into this shit. And now they're like, oh, fuck, we should do good movies. Hang on. Why did nobody tell us we could do good movies? What? We've been sitting around here trying to do sequels and Easter eggs and cycles and pre. Someone should have just told us to do a good movie. Yeah. That's bad. Name one good movie. <laughs> you can't. You can't name one. Silence of the Labs, Easter eggs galore. They're setting up multiple multi- multiverses in that joke. They really are. They really are. I mean, look, if, I, think was, I, I wouldn't mind them saying this if they'd stick to their goddamn word. <laughs> But they never uh, learn a lesson, do they? No, they, they brought out the Batman, it got praise, and now they're like, we're going to do good movies from now yeah. on, guys. And then the next thing will come out, and it'll be like, we're going to do that from now on. People like that, we're going to do that. Um, Warner Brothers will never change. They no. will occasionally make good movies, occasionally make not-so-good movies. I will say as well, though, um, the Batman did actually push The Incredible Hulk out of my top five comic book movies <laughs> once and for all, Connor. I had to, I had to sacrifice it. 
normal listeners, you did not mishear that. This is a man who hosts a movie show. Yeah. Um, and he decided that The Incredible Hulk, 2008's Incredible Hulk with Edward yeah. Norton, a movie yeah. that doesn't even make the top 20 of most Marvel movie lists. No, and there's um, like 26 movies, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's tough. As normally it makes it to about 24, doesn't it? Just above Thor, The Dark World and Eternals, <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> and so you went hard at it at number five of your <laughs> superhero movies ever. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I put it above Winter Soldier, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember us having that conversation and me just being like, I think he, he's after hitting his head I think really he's, hard. He's having heat stroke, I think. <laughs> like Winter Soldier, like, that's really good. Really I good mean, film. Really, really Infinity good film. War. Love it. Love Endgame. that film. Endgame. Love Endgame. Love yeah. so many of them. Guardians. Guardians 1. Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that is amazing. It's a classic. It's a classic. Didn't make the top five. Incredible no. Hulk. No. Has. I mean, it's like Jaws. It's like Jaws, but he's ask, a man. Is Logan in that top five? It is, yeah, yeah. Thank fuck. At the <laughs> minute, it's like, at my t- in like all comic book movies, it's like, uh, I think it's... This is a big list. This is a big yeah, list. So Logan, big Logan, Batman, Endgame, uh, Guardians... And what's the other one? Oh, oh, uh, no way home because I'm a big fucking shill. Yeah, why not yeah. chill it out? Just, <laughs> just fun, fuck over. just fun, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it just our childhood come to life? Anyway, <clears throat> sorry so for that brief little intersection I took. So we're going to move on to our next piece of the Batman news, Sean. We've got two more. Um, as I said, Fallout, we're getting through them. But yeah. I just like the Warner Bros. are doing quality movies now. So next next time you start criticising the Warner Bros. movie, Sean, they're doing quality now. I have to. So, yeah, I do have to remember that they're quality yeah. before I say anything. They're, they are quality now. Quality. Um, could have just done a good movie and not said a word. Just That would have been be- probably better. A better yeah. strategy. Anyone who ever says next one's going to be savage, really good. I mean, why would you do that? There's only <laughs> one situation where that's applicable, and that's when you're making pancakes. <laughs> Yeah, first one's always shit. First one, Next it's, one. It's, 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 it's a waste. And that's always the person who's making the pancakes, that's their pancake. Yeah, yeah, because you feel ashamed. You don't you want to look your family in the eye. No, ne- well, I never yeah. do anyway, Connor. I, I never, anyway. Um, but Sean, Nicolas Cage came out this week, oh, and oh. he said about the Batman 2 that he would like to play an obscure villain in the Batman 2 show. Did you see this? I did see this and he was like he wants to get proper scary with it I think he said. He wants to play the villain who wields a weird head that is Egghead. Speaking my language here Connor people who listen to Hero Zero know I love characters that have weird shaped heads. (laughs) So he wants to play Egghead. Uh, he says, I think I want to have a go at Egghead. I think I could make him absolutely terrifying. And I have a concept for Egghead. So let them know over at Warner Brothers, I'm down for I Egghead. Li- I like how he's not going through agents or anything anymore. <laughs> he's just putting it out there and is like, yeah, talk to me if you want. He's like, I'm Nicolas Cage and I'm willing to do bad shit stuff if you want. I might be good. I might be bad. I don't know. I'm just going to do shit and see what happens. I'm... Oh, I've seen this dude. Egghead. Egghead from the 60s Batman show. Yeah, he's, he's in the classic Adam West 60s show. That's... He, it was Vincent Price. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> so good. 
<laughs> Nick Cage would be perfect for that. But where do you fit Egghead into Robert Pattinson's Batman world? See, like, the default answer is to just make him a serial killer. You know, oh, yeah. exclusively works with eggs, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but And then Batman has to crack the case. Oh, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. He mm-hmm. got, he's got to put him back in his shell. Uh, <laughs> I... Uh, and, <laughs> And then who comes along but Barry Keown playing the Joker? <laughs> oh no, it's the Joker! Oh, he's so full of protein. Jeffrey <laughs> Wright is like, I think Batman's developed a, a lisp or some sort of speech <laughs> impediment disorder. He just keeps making egg puns. So, well, it, I mean, apparently that's. I'm on the wiki here. Apparently he does make a lot of egg puns in his speech. Oh, he's got egg puns, he's got egg motifs, he's got egg based. What's his weapons? powers, though? Um, he just really loves eggs. He's a bald man um, who loves eggs. No, he's really smart. He's a really oh. smart man who loves L- eggs. Like the quiz show Eggheads. It's similar. It's based off him, would you believe? Right. Okay, okay, I do believe it. Um, I mean, look, I think they'd have him as like a. A minor villain. I don't think we're going to go from Riddler and then we set up Barry Keown as the Joker and then movie two, there's a new player and then Jim Gordon holds up a carton of eggs. (laughs) We've got a new player in town and he's just frying a fucking omelette when he's saying it to him. This is Gotham. This is Gotham on drugs. Look at this chopped tomato I put in. That's the that's the citizen of the citizens of Gotham being eaten alive by egghead. This spring onion I'm slicing. This is all the money this is costing the police force. Mixed herbs, if I do. (laughs) And then it turns into that scene from Spider Man Three where they're making. Really, really terrible omelettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to cover the fact that Nicolas Cage, no agents, no talking to studios. He's like, I'll just be egghead lads if you want me. That's that's Um, all I want to do now. He just wants that paycheck. Fair fucks to you. I think, I mean, he's a massive nerd. Like, he did the Spider-Man number one. I think it's the Superman number one he has. Superman number one. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. No, you're Um, fine. (laughs) I don't mind. (laughs) Thank you, my son. Um, So we're finishing off our Warner Brothers section of the show with Mm. the final piece of news that caught my eye. And that is Matt Reeves, of course, director of the Batman. I'm going to get sick of saying this. God Um, amongst men. Very nice man. Watch, um... What's that interview we did on YouTube? What did we say? Real Blend? I think Real it is. Blend. Real Blend. He's yeah. on, on like their podcast interview thing. It's like an hour and a half long and he just talks about everything that went into making the Batman. Yeah. And someone understands the character of Batman, Connor. I don't know how to tell you this, but a film producer really likes Batman. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He <laughs> was like saying Batman shouldn't use guns. I was like, but that doesn't make him cool. Yeah. How's he going to kill people? Um, how's Batman going to murder <laughs> how's he going to make everyone a load of orphans he loves making people orphans <laughs> um, so we're moving on yeah the last piece of news is that Matt Reeves has come out and said that there is a possibility maybe he says maybe mm. uh, that Robin may be appearing in the Batman 2 oh, now oh, oh. at this point I feel like he hasn't probably written it yet so he's still kind of throwing around ideas but yeah. he says there is a possibility that the that Robin could appear. Now, my question to you is, do you think this world needs Robin? Do you want Robin in this? What's the story? I don't think it needs a Robin. Um, like, Batman usually gets Robin for, like, 
later on to like guide him down a better path because he knows he'll kill the person that kills his parents one interesting way you could do this is if because we've said that this version of Batman is too young to have a Robin so far so you could do a time jump that's one way you could get around it or in this movie like I don't know a baby is left on the steps of Wayne Manor and he's trained like a Damian Wayne kind of thing he's trained from birth to be a great fighter Okay. rather than a Dick Grayson he was a you know an acrobat and his parents were murdered and all that like I don't know if you can do that story but maybe you can do a new version of Robin and how he comes into Batman's life you know what's interesting is I think studios are terrified of doing Robin in these movies like we've had so many Robin movies that are sorry Batman movies that like they just are terrified of doing Robin yeah. that they just do not want to touch him that he's like because I mean I suppose Batman and Robin in the 90s they're like okay that didn't work it was Robin's fault because Batman gets a new movie every 10 years but in the comic books like it, they're so linked like and Batman is a better character <clears throat> because of Robin um, yes I think he's a much more layered character as if Robin exists because otherwise he's just a man who's hunted the streets but there's two like ages of Batman comics you have like pre-Robin where Batman is just out there on the streets he's all about the mission and I think once you introduce the Bat family he becomes actually even I suppose even cooler if you want to do it like a really basic way like he becomes now the proper leader like he's the leader of this like group of people yeah he's um, got He's got ties to people. Now. Yeah, and he becomes he becomes a better person because he's now looking after somebody else, and he's teaching them. But I I do agree. I think they are just really terrified of ever doing Robin because they're worried it won't work, um, which stresses me out. I suppose the idea is how old do you make him? That's you the make thing. Him, do you make him sixteen? Do you make him ten? But if you get a ten year old in to be Robin, like he that kid ain't staying ten in between movies. And, like, the difference between even, like, a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old, like... It, and also, you can't have kids, like, working full days on movie sets. Mm. Like, it has to be, like, a half day. And so, it's probably more believable if Batman has a 16-year-old rather yeah. than a 10-year-old. Yeah, he's more useful in terms of crime fighting, I would say. So I think you... <laughs> maybe you do the Tom Holland thing. You know, you get, like, an 18-year-old actor, have him play 15, 16... And then he just kind of ages with the role a little and, better that way. And don't do the thing where they have to be fighting, like, non-stop about stuff. Like, they, I mean, they can just have a movie where they're on the same page, like, working together. And they're but like, what is this a crime? Both of them had a crush on Poison Ivy. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, specifically. <laughs> and then you have you have that, that interplay there of how, oh, how do we navigate this, you know? <laughs> I mean, I look. I it's really interesting because Robin appeared like before Joker, and Joker's in like ten movies, and Robin is just like not touched, and they don't want to go near him. Famously killed off screen in the DCEU. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's absolutely mad. Um, but yeah, I I feel like this. I mean, it's something that they don't want to touch because it's so. I don't know. What, I don't know if sensitive is the word. It's like. It, it can blow up in your face, is what I would say. But if you get it right, you've got like, if I'm a studio, 
You've got like ten spin-offs of Nightwing and then Red Hood and then Red Robin yeah. and then Damien Wayne Robin. Fucking, you printed money if you get one of them right and then start introducing them. It, it is weird they haven't gone down that route in the films because like they'll take any spin-off they can, like DC. And they're like, doing Batgirl. Which is great. Like, you do yeah. all of the Bat family. But, like, it's still, like, they'll do Batgirl and they'll do Batman. But they won't do anything to do with Robin or Nightwing. And, like, Robin leads the Teen Titans and all this stuff and all the comic books. Like, and Nightwing, those comic book sales, like, Nightwing is known as, like, he's, like, a better, more balanced version of Batman. Like, if you could get that on screen, maybe they think it's going to take away from Batman movies. If to start introducing these characters. Yeah, but, like, like how many good Batman movies have we had recently? Apart from Matt Reeves' The Batman like, um, oh, uh, not for a while not for a little while so maybe people are looking for something new and fresh in terms of their costumed crime fighters yeah look I, I just wanted to bring it up Matt Reeves is talking about he doesn't know if it's going to come into the sequel I kind of want to see it but also I'm scared that they'll do it wrong and then it'll yeah. also then people just then will never touch it again for another 50 years yeah I like I don't know how it would work with Robert Pattinson's Batman as he yeah. is now he, I think I think he needs to be because that man can't look after himself, right? No, now. <laughs> no. Maybe you need another one with him just by himself. Maybe. Um, so, Sean, we're going to get out of the Warner Bros. news finally because I have some major news in the movie world that I think you need to know about. And sometimes we talk about big releases, like big things planned down the line. And um, mm-hmm. Marvel, we've got obviously DC. We've got, you know, Sony, Spider-Man. They might have some cool superhero movies. But superhero movies aren't the only movies coming out these days, Sean. Because no, there's also Uncharted's. Un- Uncharted's, yes. A movie, <laughs> that's fine. But um, Deadline has reported that Hasbro and Entertainment One have come together. I don't like this. To make a movie that oh. I think will really be good. Because it's a movie that's called the mm-hmm. Play-Doh movie. See, no, no, I don't think so. But why, Sean? I mean, it's all there. You've got so many possibilities for stories. But what stories do you? T- the beauty of play. Oh, the beauty. Actually, the main thing about play though is it's non-toxic, so you can give it to a six-month-old. Yeah, they'll eat it. It's fine. It's fine. They won't die. Um, there, there's not a whole lot of storytelling in Play-Doh I would say mm. uh, like the only Play-Doh character I can name off the top of my head is Dr. Drill and Phil uh, <laughs> this is the man who you could make teeth out of Play-Doh you could drill the teeth it was a whole play set it was class um, just mostly for dentists training mostly, dentists mostly for training dentists <laughs> and for kids who would go on to have braces and headgear and yes, think back to course. past trauma of course Yeah. Uh, so what I want to know is uh, and this might be, this sounds like the dumbest question in the world, Connor. Yes, I know that going into it. Is the Play-Doh movie aimed at children? Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't quite know because all we know is that it's coming out. The director will be John M. Chu, who's best known as the director of 2018's Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, so, pretty good quite, director. Quite a good director. Um, Emily V. Gordon will be producing it, um, by, and she wrote The Big Sick, so okay. pretty good. Um, and you've got a movie that's about Play-Doh. And you know, Play-Doh, Sean, this might surprise you, 
is the number one arts and crafts brand sold in over 80 countries. There's a market there. There's an inbuilt fan base. If you're a studio, you can't pass that up. It's easy money, Sean. This is like this is the Lego movie effect, right? Which is that <laughs> yes. people people didn't see oh they told a really good story through the medium medium of Lego. Yeah. They saw they made a movie about Lego and it sold really well. Yeah, and when the Lego movie came out, we all looked at each other and were like, they're definitely doing like seven of these a year in like five years. They're yeah, just going to they keep developing them now. That's why we got like shit like the Emoji movie and things like yes. that. It's yes. just like you're, 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 you're trying to write stories around brands and just like, and just shoehorn all of that in so that kids see it and we're like, oh, I like that. I want to see that. But I mean, it's the Play Doh movie shot. It's got some. There's some you, story possibilities are endless. I mean, you, you can do keep tea all day. That. You can do tea all day. That's fine. <laughs> you keep saying the story possibilities are endless, but you keep circling back to the one Play-Doh example that I came up with at the start of this. But isn't that the magic of Play-Doh? That, you know, it's really up to yourself and your own imagination as to what you create. It, that, that is true, but, that, uh, but how do you structure a story in that? What's interesting about that? Does the play don't have like, depression? It's like I, f- I feel like I'm trying to sell you on this, and it's a multi multi million dollar idea, Sean. Well, okay, let's okay, let's brainstorm a plot right here. Okay, <laughs> so a child goes to work at the Play-Doh Fun Factory, right? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. uh, you know? You put there's a big lever. You pull it. Mm. Bunch of shapes come out. Child falls <laughs> in the machine. He becomes Play-Doh. Becomes a shape. Becomes a shape, exactly. Mm. He's a, a star. That's probably one of their shapes. Let's do a star, so why not? That's a um, shape. That's a shape. That's one of the five yeah. shapes. Uh, and the... I don't know. Then he gets packaged into a Play-Doh tub, shipped off somewhere, and then he dries out in the air. Like, what happens? Why is, <laughs> does this have to be... Why does any of this have to be Play-Doh? <laughs> Because Play-Doh is a brand and it makes money and we're getting a movie, right? So shut your fucking mouth. Also, a Play-Doh world. If the, if there's if these yeah. are regular characters going around a world of Play-Doh, that yeah. sounds horrifying. That's a multiverse possibility, Sean. I'm just thinking as a studio here. I'm, I'm seeing money. I'm seeing no. dollar signs. This is I'm, easy. I do, this, this movie is going to fail hard, man. This is like... This might be the one that bursts the bubble, honestly. <laughs> I think the bubble should have burst many movies back. But we've gotten to this point, and I feel like somebody needs to point at them and just say, stop. Just S- stop that. Yeah. Just write a different idea about a new movie. Just give other directors and writers your money. Please. <laughs> come up with an idea that nobody else has come up with that's not anything in the world at the moment. Yeah. And just do that. Like, it, just be, use, use imagination. If these people, okay, so, if these people understood Play-Doh, they would know it's about the limitless power of imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they use that to make a fucking Play-Doh movie. Smart. Think about Are it. you sure? That this accomplished director isn't directing like a Plato movie. I think they about the philosopher. I, I think they, they yeah, it was one of those they put the hyphen in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. So like, oh, how, yeah I'll sign on. Yeah, sounds good. That's how Bill Murray ended up in Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> um, well, Sean, what I've done here is cleverly, I've put the Play-Doh movie news, and back to back, I've put another news story that I think is going to really excite you. Mega Really blocks. get the juices going, um, because oh. the oh, Lion geez. King prequel, um, the story is finally mm. kind of been teased. It's finally come out, because we've always said, Sean, what the Lion King needs, especially the animated version, prequel. Mm. Not just a sequel, a prequel. Prequel. What um, happened before all the interesting stuff happened? I want to know how we got to the bit before the interesting bit. I That's want what to I've know said. what happens in The Lion King, because I've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, good. I've seen Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Yeah. That, that worked out okay. I mean, if it, I mean, work back. Whatever is at the start of that movie. And then I've gone too far and now I watch if, the prequel. Yeah, maybe that's what they did. Because so I came out with a prequel. If only there was a way to fill in the gaps. <laughs> I didn't understand who anyone was. <laughs> I didn't get it. Um, so, like, when Disney brought the Lion King to screen as a live action format, I mean, there was always anticipations that there'd be follow ups. But we also have Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight, he's directing these movies. And Jenkins has now come out and given us a little more detail on the project. Because do you remember The Lion King came out and it made like $7 trillion? Very worldwidely loved. Yeah, universally. Everyone loved it. Everyone said, we needed this. Everyone said, the animated movie movie is... crying out to be made. (laughs) The animated movie's dog shit compared to this weird live action animated movie. Somehow, it's like, it's, it's good, but it's worse. (laughs) <laughs> it, like it's definitely worse, right? Like it happened. It did happen. It happened. Um, it came out. It was in the stream of like um, the Beauty and the Beast remake live action. Uh, now we're getting like a, a Snow White and the Seven Dwarves live action. Then we're getting a Sleeping Beauty live action as well. That set yeah. actually went on fire last week. That's just oh, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody's sleeping on the job. <laughs> I know. I hope everyone's okay. I hope, hope plenty of nobody. ducks around. No people could have got her. I shouldn't. Joke. Plenty of talk because everyone was on bird. <laughs> no, no, honestly, oh, oh no, God. that's a bit insane. No, I hope everything was fine. I didn't look into it any more than that. That's but anyway, um, we found out that the prequel movie for The Lion King, I mean, Barry has come out and just said, these characters mean so much to me. I think the work um, that has got into it is going to make, it's going to help children, anyone who ever loved this property, understand more about it that kings aren't just born they are just made they have to become who they are through a series of events sorry I don't know much about the Lion King (laughs) but what you've just described (laughs) is the plot of the Lion King it's the entire plot of the Lion King Connor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. why is this man trying to sell the same movie it's going to tell the tale of Mufasa and Scar in their younger days before they become well one of them, Mufasa, becomes the king of Pride Rock. I mean, that is a movie that's crying out to be made. I want to know how he got there, how did the royalty work, what's the lineage? I do think there's lore about this, though, because Scar, his his name before he became Scar was Taka, which I think is, like, African for uh, trash. Like, he was just always treated like shit, and that's why he hates everyone. Oh, okay. So what we'll do is we do a, like a Joker movie with Scar. Holy shit, they're doing a Joker movie with Scar. Jo- I want to see that line dancing down some steps. Oh, 
I, oh, that's. <laughs> do you know what? It's terrible. But the way, like, that is the elevator pitch for this movie. It's like we do Joker but Scar. Yeah, and how did he get that crazy? We want to know. Well, he lives in a society, kind of. He kind of lives in the wild, but a society nonetheless. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a chain of command within the savannah. Uh, but like, does it not? But do you? But does? Um, it's but yes. oh, so now it's the same argument as when Joker came out. It's like, do we not already hate this character because? He killed Mufasa and gets I his mean, come up. He does. He does do one act that has scarred, I would say, millions upon millions of children growing up, and that yeah. everybody remembers. And if I said a Lion King sad moment, anyone who's seen that movie, maybe not you, um, even probably you, no, I've understands. Seen it. <laughs> understands that. Wow, that's a really traumatic and a really impactful scene to cinema. I think that's a really like remembered scene within cinema. And what an achievement for an animation to be able to convey that kind of emotion. But I want to know what happened before that. Like, yeah. what just made him so grumpy that he wanted to do it? They're trying to loki fi Scar, I think. And make him like <laughs> what if he turns out too cool? <laughs> what if everyone loves him and Tumblr loses their mind over Scar? <laughs> what half of his face is angry, the other one is so happy. I just... Not this all seems very pointless and worthless to me. And Barry Jenkins, you're so talented. <laughs> Go do something else. Surely you have a passion project on the back, but maybe that's the like that's the the deal he struck. Is just like you make eighteen Lion King movies, and then you can make your movie about the wheel of cheese who goes on an adventure. <laughs> He's just obsessed with Bree. He's just, just fucking obsessed with it. Baby Bell came out. He's never quite recovered. No, he's he's, he's a shook man. He's a shookish man. Um, sh- look, I I think this movie's coming out. We're getting a prequel to The Lion King, which is a prequel to a remake that nobody asked for. But now we're getting a prequel that nobody asked for. So I think you should be happy. I think I'm not. But <laughs> one thing, okay. So most of my Lion King experience comes from the game Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. And you play around with all of the cartoon versions of the Lion King characters. So maybe this means that I'll get a new Kingdom Hearts game out of this movie. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, I suppose. I think, look on the bright side, I suppose. <laughs> I like it. you're thinking like 10 years down the line, because this movie has to come out two years from now. Yeah. And then Kingdom Hearts have to begin making a new game. So we're looking at 2027 as a good year. I'm very excited, personally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the best movie ever. Um, so, <laughs> best movie Fuck idea. Fuck you, Matt Reeves. <laughs> yeah, Matt Reeves sucks. <laughs> what I want to know is scared and move faster as kids. Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this involves a new movie for Alien, Sean. Because oh. a new Alien movie is in development from the Don't Breed director. Um, Sean, have you seen Don't Breed? I've not seen Don't Breathe, but I've oh. heard it's it's good. It, oh, it's batshit. Oh, it's batshit fucking insane, boy. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a movie where you've got a blind guy and uh, these kids try to rob his house and then they break in and then they realise he's not trapped in the house with them. They're trapped in the house with him I and he's see. a fucking killer. Interesting. I, think I did see ads for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So now that person is in charge of the next alien movie yes so they are the alien franchise obviously 
they they now own it and they're trying to make new things all the time. So they, I mean, they're trying to do TV series, they're trying to do movies, but Disney now own Hulu and what they're trying to do is they're bringing out at least like 10 or 12 properties a year on this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Now, they don't know if it's going to all be like Alien Predator, but they're basically trying to bring out as many movies around all this stuff that they now own as possible. Um, right. Because Disney bought Fox. Yeah, so they're just trying to establish themselves as like, and here is our attempt at this. Yeah, and it's their, it's, it's Disney's first attempt of the Xenomorphs. <clears throat> right. And they're bringing it to, to Hulu. Okay. I mean, I don't, like, that's fine. I think those films have their fans, and that's that's also, like, I, the last film I saw in that franchise was, I think, uh, Prometheus, I think. No, no, what was the one after that? Alien, oh, we talked about it, I think. Resurrection? Prometheus. Is it Resurrection? The one on the planet? <laughs> <laughs> they all run in together, are they called? Uh, Prometheus was number one in the new trilogy, and then yes. you had two more, I thought. Is it Isolation, or is that the game? Isolation is the game. I think it's okay. Resurrection. Prometheus 2. Alien Covenant. Oh, Covenant. Covenant, yes. And yeah. we had um, two... Uh, twins of the two androids both yes. played by our favourite Magneto <laughs> <laughs> wow big claim big claim <laughs> our favourite Assassin's Creed Michael Fassbender <laughs> yes famous Irish Corkman Michael Fassbender <laughs> I mean look he played a I don't, so good <laughs> he played a fl- oh man he's uh he was a head at one point I think that was Prometheus he was just a head in a bag yeah uh, no no in the, in the second one it ends and he's like in charge like he he's what he's king of the clones. Okay, yeah, I've yeah, not yeah. seen this movie. Then yeah, he he closes the pod, and you think he's the other version of himself, but he's actually the evil version of himself. And then it ends as like, oh shit, he now wins. Right, I don't want any more of these movies. I don't think, <laughs> or TV series, or what have you. Yeah. But, I mean, I f- thought you'd be excited, because I know you like aliens. I know I'm you- more of a Predator fan, and I've been burned on that one pretty badly. In the last few years, yes, that is quite... The last one was atrocious. There, I did go on a big rant about that at one point. But do you remember Mr. Brody in 2010? That was a great one. I mean, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. But that was 2010, my dude. <laughs> 12 years ago. It's more than a decade. <laughs> That's fair enough. But now they own all that stuff. So Disney are throwing all the stuff at it. Um, now, I will say, Dope Breed is an excellent, like... I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to say thriller, but, like, tension. There's a, yeah. He's, he's great at that kind of horror in the dark tension, which could work really well for the Aliens movie, like, or an alien movie in general. Um, that you've got these people, these aliens like popping out of places, and people are like sneaking around. I mean, it's it writes itself. Yeah, but that's what the first alien is. That exactly, and so and of course, Prometheus is. Let's take our masks off and breathe on this planet. We don't know if it's safe to breathe on. Yeah, um, so let me just put this in this dude's drink, and he definitely won't notice it. Oh, is Tom Hardy in this movie? No, he just looks very like Tom Hardy. Really similar. Really similar to Tom Hardy, that man. <laughs> so they are going to be doing a new Alien. Um, it is coming out. Sean, are you excited or not excited? I'm this? nonplussed, I'll be honest, Connor. I'm not excited. Ridley uh, Scott is producing it. 
that doesn't hold the same weight, I don't think, as it used to. Mm. I, don't, um, I think that man will produce anything. <laughs> I think he's just like, he's doing these until he dies. He, yeah, he's yeah. fine. Um, get that money, Ridley. You get that money. <laughs> yeah, you put in the legwork, that's fine. <laughs> if they'll pay you, fucking do it. I, that's, <laughs> fucking cash in. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, look, so they, a new alien thing is coming out to us. We're all very excited, Sean. But what we were also excited about was before we took a break, we actually, well, a break as in like I had COVID and then we did the Batman review, um, was that a break, but we covered that I Am Legend was going to be getting a sequel shot. A remake, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And we were like, why is it happening? What is the point of it happening? And this is like a small story to let you know why it's moving forward. Because... And the only reason I bring this up, you will find out very soon and you'll figure out why I would never bring this back up because we've already talked about it. But a little bit, a few more details have arisen because Will Smith signed back on. Oh. I Am Legend 2 still makes no sense. What would convince or who would convince Big Willie to sign back on for a new I Am Legend movie? What if I told you that Michael B. Jordan is coming on to star and produce... The movie. And it was Michael B. Jordan's pitch and his pitch alone that convinced Will Smith to come back to do the sequel. What? (laughs) Oh, why have you done this to me, Connor? Because I so don't want this movie, but now... Now I want this movie. <laughs> because, Fred, I mean, I think Barry Keown is number one, but Michael B. Jordan, we've since episode one, we're like, cast him for everything. Cast him in any role. The man yeah. will work in any role. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, the thing is, like, Barry Keown, I feel like, is it's achievable for him to be a friend of the pod. Michael B. Jordan is too cool for <laughs> us to ever go near him. No, no, we can't be within 200 feet. No, yeah, legally. Legally. Uh, (laughs) Ever since those death threats, wait. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, I mean... So it's It's a sequel to the original I Am Legend. Will Smith coming back, um, presumably post-grenade accident, and Michael B. Jordan being the, the, the new guy looking after the zombies. I suppose, yeah, Michael B. Jordan is now the Will Smith of... This world, but this like, it must have been a good pitch to get Will back. I don't know, is it though? Mm, that's a good would, point. Would Will have just come back? Would he have come back for any friend? We've all seen Gemini Man. I, yeah, but he also said he wasn't going to do it. He, they asked him and he said no. And Michael B. Jordan personally went to him and pitched him his idea. And I think, I mean, Michael B. Jordan could convince many people to do any movie. Just like, yeah, I'm doing it. Oh well, yeah, we'll, we'll make a Play-Doh movie, that's fine. <laughs> if I told you Michael B. Jordan was in the Play-Doh movie, would you or would you not say, fuck it, I'll, I'll watch it? <laughs> Absolutely, I would watch it. Absolutely, I would watch it. Like, th- that and like, yeah, that's the way I'll watch the Play-Doh movie, is if it's a ludicrous Knives Out 2-style cast. <laughs> to get everybody. Yeah, everyone in tarantino's fucking directing <laughs> we just see what happens uh scorsese's acting <laughs> he's, he's, re, he's redoing his role in the shark's tale james cameron's trying his hand at sound design it's oh we're all we're all we're all playing by we're ear all here in. guys <laughs> um but i like 
I like I'm going to like a Michael B. Jordan action movie, Connor. Mm. I think that's there's nothing wrong with a Michael B. Jordan action movie. I just wanted to cover that because I that, I thought that was really funny. Um, that we Will Smith's like I'm never doing it. I'm not doing it. And then Michael B. Jordan's like, ah lad, I'm doing ah, it. Ah, you will. I will if if Michael's doing it. <laughs> I'm I'm back in. Oh well, well if if Michael's doing it, I mean <laughs> Big Willie's back in. <laughs> Big Willie so, and Big Mickey together at last. Big, finally. <laughs> <laughs> So, Michelle, we're finishing off um, Movie Mondays this week with some news about Dune. Um, Dune? Dune. Now, this is a piece of news that came out during um, that week when we did the Batman. So, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about it. But I thought it was something that really deserved some attention. Um, There's also a few more news stories from this week that we didn't even get to that we'll have to talk about next week. Yeah, there's a whole trailer that we haven't got to talk about. It's a a jam-packed week because I have Florence Pugh is in talks to join Dune Part 2 as Princess Irulan. Princess Irulan is how I always pronounced it anyway. Okay. Um, and uh, so this really caught my eye because if anyone knows this show, Dune, we keep saying it like that for no reason, um, that it was one of, I would say, I think it was my favourite movie of 2021. It was... Yeah, I think so. It, excellent. I, I, excellent. Really. Just flawless. I, I, would, I would nearly call it a flawless movie, to be honest. And uh, you, as someone who's read the books, thought it was great. And me, who hasn't read anything, thought it was great. So to me, I was like, okay, that's a really good adaption. If everybody thought it was good. Everyone can um, enjoy this movie, yeah. And so the, if you remember, the cast in Dune 1 was off the charts. And then something happens in the movie, and it means they have a lot less cast to yes. do things with. And we were interested in how are they going to fill out the ranks again? Because you've kind of, I mean, culled the herd, really, in terms of who you have. Yeah, Um, you've really slashed all the big names in there. Um, And so now we thought maybe they'll hire some... We don't know know who they're going to go to, but who's left? Because, I mean, you have Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, all those guys. Well, now they've got the Florence Pugh, who's looking to join it as the next member of the cast. So, Sean, what are your thoughts as a massive Dune fan of this? I really like it. I was was talking with a friend of the pod, Ed Ball, patron of the pod, Ed Ball, about this. Um, And I think she's a really good cast for Irulan. Irulan's kind of a weird character because the way it's set in the books is that each chapter starts with, like a little paragraph and that paragraph is written like maybe 50 years after the book takes place and they're all written by Irulan she's like a historian talking about Paul Atreides right okay she's also a princess um, of the she's the daughter of the emperor um, who you'll recall uh, in the film Dune, the Emperor betrayed the Atreides. Spoilers for Dune, a book Dune, that's the, from 1972. <laughs> I think it was the 60s. <laughs> the 60s, okay. So, yeah. So, But I love Florence Pugh as the casting. Um, I think she'll bring something really cool to that character. Like, like, there's a load of stuff I want to say about that character, but it's actual spoilers, so I don't want to. And I, and I understand that. So that's why I wanted to come to you, because, I mean, Florence Pugh, to me, is probably one of the best actors working 
at the minute. Like everything she's in, she absolutely steals nearly every scene that she's in. Yeah. Um, and like we've even seen her even in a small way in the Hawkeye show. Like what? How often is she in that show? Like what? A half two episodes? episodes? Yeah, half of two episodes, maybe. And and she absolutely kills it. I mean, Black Widow, she kills it. But like she's got a whole host of non Marvel movies that she also absolutely kills it in. She she was in Little Women with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> they know each other well. Didn't she win an Oscar for that? Or what? She, she might be nominated. I, I don't know if she won that year. Um, no, but she's a good actor anyway. Yeah, so you have Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, who's meant to get a massive role, I assume, in the part two. Make yeah. no sense if she got 10 minutes of screen time again. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> the balls. <laughs> but um, they also said Josh Brolin is returning in part two. Oh, is that is 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 he? I I wouldn't know anything about any of you, that, Connor. You div <laughs> you knew <laughs> I know so much. I know so much and I'll never tell you. <laughs> no I want you to be surprised. Um, now here's the thing. I also have further news about Dude. That two oh. things. One Florence Pugh, which is massive casting, she's joined the crew. I was like, okay, that's the big news story of the week. Like that's that opens up a whole host of new things. But also, Dune Part 2 will leave the door open for a third movie and could lead to a total of six movies, My God. says the writer of it. Holy shit. Okay. So I'm, I'm like five bucks in in Dune, right? Yeah. The series spans 30,000 years. Yeah. Most of my favorite shit happens in the first hundred. Uh, so I just, I just want him to get like the first hundred years. And just then I'll be good. I'll be happy. So the fact that they're saying, what, six more movies? I think that, I mean, he's probably saying six because he's the writer of Dune Part 2. But to me, I would say they're probably going for the trilogy. Um, Isn't the trilogy Dune, Dune Messiah and... Children of Dune. Children of Dune. So that's like the main trilogy with Timothy Chalamet's character, isn't it? That's it, yeah, yeah, with Paul. Um, So there's... And it's weird because they've split Dune into two parts, the first book. Yeah, so you're probably going to end up with four movies. A quadrilogy a la Uh, Alien. Yeah, Uh, unless they split all of them into two, then you end up with six. Very possible. Now, the second one, Dune Messiah, that is a shorter book. It's a much shorter book, in fact. Um, So that could just be a movie on its own. And then Children of Dune, I think you could probably... You could probably get two movies out of it but you might be able to do one like three hour movie right and I just wanted to bring this to you because we always talk about planning too far ahead for a massive property that studios are always like we'll make seven we'll make a multiverse and it's always like the downfall just make one and then another one and then another one Um, and make each individual one good so you are you blinded by your love of this series I I might be but I, think I, but I think it's really good though and if we just get what we got with Dune part 1 if we just get that more times with the story that's perfect it's kind of filled you with hope that like because it was so good that it had no right to be that movie should have been balls to the wall boring <laughs> nobody should have been into it that movie should not exist like Dune like that shouldn't like there are document. there's a documentary made it's called Jodorowsky's Dune and it's a, a movie about a guy trying to make a Dune movie. And it's batshit <laughs> insane. It was going to cost like $600 million to make in like the 80s or something like that. 
It's and insane. Like, it's one of those where I went into it going, there's no way they're going to do this right. Like, there's I no thought you were going to hate Dune. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think you thought you were, you were also going to hate Dune. <laughs> I was ready to be disappointed, yeah. <laughs> like, I was, how you were for Dune was how I was for the Batman, where you go yeah. in and you're like, it's going to be shit, it's going to be shit. Oh, wait, they actually did it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's so good. But I was sold on that movie within the first 10 minutes. No, because like, it, oh, it just gets it. Yeah, it just captures the vibe perfectly. So, um, look, so we have more I, movies of that, unreal. All I'm saying is plan for another five or six coming your way. They're definitely probably doing the trilogy. I would um, hope so. I really especially hope after so. part one and the success of it. I think part two will also make a lot more money. I th- yeah, I think it's just going to grow. Like, I think the, the hype is going to grow for this series. Mm. Um, so yeah look I wanted to come bring that to you Sean we are all very excited we're all looking forward to it but that kind of brings us to an end for this week um, it's a bit of a strange week lots of Warner Bros news we had to bit, mm-hmm. do a bit of a fallout of the Batman movie but we'll be back next week with just a lot of more general news based on all sorts of places not just Play-Doh not just well there might be a Play-Doh update where you tell me like it's all oh, Michael B. Jordan is is set to be the antagonist of the Play-Doh movie. Michael B. Jordan and Timothy Chalamet, both locked in. Florence Pugh on sound design. <laughs> what? James Cameron fired. <laughs> Doing Avatar 7. Um, but would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News, Friday with Hero or Zero, and Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big shout-outs to everyone over on the Patreon. Uh, everyone over there supports us, helps us keep making the show, and we appreciate it endlessly. So big shout-outs go to Waffles Apologises for sending you false potato news. He's very sorry. May Gord have mercy on your soul, on his soul. Okay, listen here, Waffles. Yeah. We're, we're not mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just disappointed. If anyone doesn't understand news. what he's talking about, it's uh, we did a story on Weird News about a man in New Zealand who had the world's biggest potato, um, mm-hmm. obviously, for Paddy's Day. We had got to talk about it. Um, then it turned out to be not a potato at all, and he got kicked out of the world record attempt. Yeah, and he's all his friends are, won't talk to him. His wife left him, I'm fairly sure. And... <laughs> And, Good for him, says I. And I was sent that story by Waffles. So he's, I mean, look, as Sean says, not disappoint, not angry. We're just, we're going to be wary from now on. I would have to do a few more verified checkups onto these stories. He said it yeah. from New Zealand. Is any, it true? Is it not true? Not any potato-based story now, we can never <laughs> trust wholeheartedly. I'm emotionally. I'm emotionally all over the place. And I'm, well, I'm, I'm doing okay, quite honestly. I'm not too bad. <laughs> I'm ulti- ultimately fine. <laughs> ultimately fine. It's, it's ultimately not a big deal. It's fine, guys. Uh, thank you also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Groyer for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, the lads turned their stories into motion pictures and made millions, McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, and Michelle wishing Ronan Brown a very happy 10th birthday. So thanks everyone. For the continued support, really do appreciate it. Head on over to the Patreon if you want to check out all our movie reviews. We will be doing a review of uh, Moon Knight when that comes out. We're both very excited for that, I think. Um, and 
other ways then that you can support the show as connor said you can leave a like and a review on whatever platform you're listening on there is the twitter then it's at heroes for hire pod the four is the number four facebook is detective development's discussion group instagram is heroes for hire podcast and the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist just the one please and i think that's about it i think so so i've been kind of i've been sean me and we shall see you next week guys bye bye 